Welcome. This is the Life Habits Podcast Series, and my name is Carl Vradenberg. This is the series that helps you to learn new habits to optimize your life in order to stay sane in this crazy world. This is episode number 28, and the topic for today is resolutions. As this is the last episode of the year 2008, I thought it might be a good time, as many of you may well be thinking about making resolutions right around now, and then also wanting to stick to them, to deal with this topic at this time. Now, let me start off, as we often do, with a series of quotes. The first one with regard to New Year's is by Oprah Winfrey, who says, Cheers to a new year and another chance for us to get it right. Edith Lovejoy Pierce says, We will open the book. Its pages are blank. We're going to put words on them ourselves. The book is called Opportunity, and its first chapter is New Year's Day. Now, we're going to be talking a little bit, too, about evaluation of how things went in the year. So, here's some quotes with regard to evaluation. Alfred Adler says, More important than innate disposition... Objective experience and environment is the subjective evaluation of these. Furthermore, this evaluation stands in a certain, often strange, relation to reality. Albert Einstein says, Everything that can be counted does not necessarily count. Everything that counts cannot necessarily be counted. And finally, Bernard Shaw says, The only man who behaves sensibly is my tailor. He takes my measurements anew every time he sees me, while all the rest go on with their old measurements and expect me to fit them. So those are some ideas to get us started on thinking about taking stock of the year and also starting what many people talk about as resolutions for the year, resolving to do things differently in a fresh brand new year. Now, a number of people will tell you that it's a bad idea to make resolutions because people generally you know, fail at them. And people will talk about that uh, you really should just see the first day of the next year as just another day. And in some respects, those people are right. But there's some significant benefit to considering the psychological advantage of thinking about a brand new year and the ability to have a somewhat fresh slate to start to fill. And uh, as a result, I think that it's actually a good idea to make New Year's resolutions. But I'd like to suggest right off the top that I think that if you've been listening to this podcast series for some time, you're in really good shape to set up some New Year's resolutions that are not like a lot of other people who may not have been listening to this series and doing the things that I've been proposing that you do. So I'd like to, to just refer here to a study that was actually quoted in the Wikipedia article as well that says, recent research shows that while 52% of participants in a re resolution study were confident of success with their goals, only 12% actually achieved their goals. 12%. Men achieved their goal 22% more often when they engaged in goal setting, a system where small measurable goals are used, 
lose a pound a week instead of saying lose weight, for example, while women succeeded 10% more when they made their goals public and got support from their friends. So even those ideas right there reinforce, I think, in your mind, given what you've been listening to in terms of this overall series, that if we build on what we've been doing all year in this series, the act of setting up New Year's resolutions should really be a continuation, but a strengthening and focusing of your energies that you've already been engaged in. And we've talked about the notions of making things measurable, making things more uh, subdivided into tasks, making them public. And we'll get into that again here to today. But I wanted to just reinforce that if people make New Year's resolutions and just come up with a generic statement like many people do, just to lose weight or just to be more effective at some task, they're likely going to fail because they don't have anything else around it other than the resolve made on one day of the year for the next year to somehow focus on that topic. This overall series has reinforced the systematic approach to dealing with topics like that, learning skills, developing the skills, practicing those skills, and then converting them into habits over time that then continue on as a regular part of your life forever. And that is the approach that I think will be effective for you too in setting up your New Year's resolutions for the year 2009. So let's go through this top 10 list that I've created for coming up with effective New Year's resolutions and the ability to be able to, or the mechanisms for ensuring that you're actually successful in those so that your results will be far, far higher than the general population. Start with number one is reflecting on your year. To think back over the entire year on what you accomplished, think about what areas of focus you weren't as effective at. Number two adds the notion here of considering all of your roles. We've talked over time about that each of you have a variety of different roles, whether it's being a parent, whether it's being a partner, whether it's being a, an employee or a manager or a student. There are a variety of roles that you play in your life. And as you reflect on your year, don't just think of all the things that are necessarily top of mind. Think through all aspects of your life, all roles within your life, and think back too to the conversation that we had during the first of these podcasts in this series. We talked about setting your overall goals, what things were most important to you. We've revisited that a few times over the series when I've asked you to go back to that and even reconsider whether those goals were still of the right content and priority. Go back to those again that you set earlier on in the year and evaluated over the course of the year and think how well you did with regard to those priorities. Because Whatever resolutions you create here should be in line with those priorities that you set up for yourself that involved all roles that you play. Number three is to evaluate the topics we discussed 
through the year. We've covered a lot of material in these various podcast episodes, and you've listened to those and thought through whether that particular topic was relevant to you, whether you wanted to carry out the suggested steps in the top 10 that I generally provide you. Think about how you did on those. Are there some of those that you may well have started on, went through the steps, and then somehow didn't quite stick to it? Think about whether there's some of those that, you know, while you may have started on them, they're really not that important to you. And, you know, the fact that you didn't succeed at them didn't really matter. So, um, but there are others that you may well come across and say, you know, that one is so important to me. It's so high priority for me. And while I did give that a go, it really hasn't been as successful as I had originally wanted to have. So that, I think, is one to think through as well. Think through the topics that we've covered. Which ones of those really are important to you? How well you did on those during the year? And which ones you may want to provide additional focus on in the coming year? Number four is identify and celebrate your successes. A lot of the time when we're evaluating how we're doing, we often focus on the negative, focus on the ways in which we didn't quite accomplish what we wanted to accomplish. Well, that's important to do, and we'll get there in a second. You also want to step back and recognize when you really did do a good job, that you did take on a particular topic, really stick, you stuck to it, you actually did a really good job on it. And you should celebrate the fact that you did. Feel really good about the topic areas that you really did achieve some level of mastery or some level of progress in this year. Don't forget to celebrate the successes that you've had. Number five is understand and learn from your failures. So while you're going to be celebrating your successes, look to at the, when I say failures, the areas where you didn't really carry out something in the way that you really would have liked to have done. Let's call those for the time being failures. Because you do want to identify areas that you really want to get a lot better at. Learn from why those were failures. What went wrong? Then try to, number six, convert the learning that you have gleaned from analyzing those failures or those areas where you didn't quite live up to or achieve the level of success that you wanted to. Learn from the experience and convert that learning into the essentially the input for the resolutions you're going to make. So rather than coming up with the knee-jerk list of, oh, I'd like to do this and this and this and this as New Year's resolutions, do the analysis that I'm suggesting here to reflect on the year, consider all your roles, evaluate the topics that we've talked about, identify and celebrate the successes, understand and learn from the failures, and then convert all that analysis into some resolutions that you'd like to make for the next year. Number seven is to keep them short, simple, and measurable. It's a grave danger in coming up with New Year's resolutions to make this a huge list. You know, here's some 10, 20 things that you're going to do. Really ambitious. You're going to try to make yourself into a perfect person. Try not to 
be too ambitious in coming up with a long list. You know, if you come up with one or two or three items to work on, that's plenty. And if those are, in fact, really important things that you've determined to be high priority and high importance to you, then that's plenty to work on. And if you make a list too long, you're also increasing the likelihood of failure of those items and then reinforcing again the notion that, well, New Year's resolutions really don't work. Whereas if you do come up with a shorter list of very well thought through analysis that yields your list, you're going to have a much more increased likelihood of success. Also make them simple. Don't make these things really complicated in terms of what it is that you're going to be trying to change. And as the quotes had mentioned, and as we've talked about before, wherever possible, try to make them measurable. Not everything is measurable, but where things are measurable and where you can track your progress, identify how you're going to be measuring the progress that you're going to be making. Number eight is to break these resolutions into subtasks. We've talked about this before, and I mentioned it with regard to the study results as well, that you don't achieve success in this space by just having one large goal. We've talked about this a lot. You want to identify what the appropriate subtasks are. You don't want to do something that's going to take a year to accomplish. You want to be able to identify the subtask and, wherever possible, the measurement of its success, the success of those subtasks, into time-boxed segments so that you're going to be saying for the first week, whatever the item is that you're going to be working on, I'd like to achieve this, and this is how I'm going to measure it in the first week, or it it might be monthly, but it has to be a small enough chunk of time so that you have focus, that you don't have this monstrous, huge task resolution to address, but do you have a series of small, much more manageable and more likely to actually achieve subtasks? Number nine is to make them public. You don't have to, but it's significantly more likely that you're going to achieve your results if you make them public. A number of systems are built on this when you look at systems like uh, Weight Watchers, a significant component of those programs is the kind of group and public nature of setting goals. And you have the reinforcement, you have the additional motivation to achieve your goals because you've made them public. And wherever possible, you also then get into discussions with people who can help you support or who can support you in achieving these goals by things like encouraging you to continue on and uh, celebrate the successes that you achieve so they won't just be private celebrations. If you make your goals public, you can also get additional advice from people who have experience in that area. There's lots of benefits to making something uh, public. But of course, if you don't really feel comfortable doing that at all, then uh, you can still make resolutions and progress toward them, just wherever you really can, and maybe even push yourself a little bit in terms of this, how comfortable you are on this. In some respects, you know, everybody has some reluctance to make some of these kinds of things public, but if you 
really push yourself in making it a little bit more public and making it public to people who you trust too, right? So you don't want to be making it public necessarily to your, you know, enemy or somebody that you think may well really derail your objectives. You want to be sensitive to that too, but wherever you can, try to make it measurable, divide them up into tasks and subtasks and make these resolutions public. Of course, a lot of people around New Year's, just to make the process of making these public more easy to do, uh, a lot of people ask, you know, have you made any New Year's resolutions? And so uh, there's almost a built-in mechanism for making these things public. But I'd suggest that you do this analysis first, all the items that I've talked about thus far, to really make sure that you're comfortable with the resolutions that you're going to be making before you make them public. So you want to go through these steps of really understanding and evaluating your year, establishing what you want to be identifying as your areas of resolution to improve, and the approach that you're going to take to carrying these out. And as you go through this analysis, you might actually come to the conclusion that, ah, you know, I got too many of these. (laughs) You know, once I've identified these subtasks and all the rest of it, that's probably too much to take on. Maybe as my New Year's resolutions, I may want to only identify two of these and I'll make those public. Might also just make public one or two and then you might end up having others that you want to work on as well. But, you know, use your own judgment on it. But I just want to reinforce that it's often beneficial to make these kinds of resolutions uh, public. Number 10 is to stay the course despite setbacks. And this is a really important one. This is one of these cases where the failure that many people experience when they have set New Year's resolutions for themselves is that they make them all or none. I'm not going to, I don't know, have a drink, let's say, or I'm not going to have a cigarette. I'm not going to, uh, all the knots, or I'm going to, you know, go to the gym, you know, every day. I'm going to, you, you name it, whatever the items are. If you go through and approach this as a, an all or none, you're bound to fail. Because everybody realizes, and as we've talked about during this overall series, it's hard to change your habits. It's, char- it's hard to stop old habits and develop new habits. It takes a lot of practice. And during that practice, that's why it's called practice, you're going to be making some mistakes. You're going to run into some errors. You're going to be not doing everything perfectly right from the start. So if you've set yourself up in such a way that you're identifying New Year's resolutions and then going to carry them out, and after the third day of the year, you have a setback, you don't carry out the activity the way you planned, a lot of people will then declare, well, that's it for the New Year's resolution. Maybe we have to wait for another year in order to try to accomplish this. When in actual fact, you really should just see that as a minor setback. This is going to take some while, as we've talked about in this series for some time. Stuff's hard. You have to realize that you're going to have setbacks. What do you do when you have one of those setbacks? Understand why you did, and then just go right back again. And get on to the tasks as you had set them out for yourself. So if you didn't meet your objective, let's say the third weekend... Fine, just reset your target for the next week, let's say, or the next month, and start again at it. You got to keep going at it. So 
The most important thing, I think, to realize when you're setting up these resolutions is make them realistic, base them on an analysis, an honest appraisal of how you've been doing during this year, align that with your overall priorities, setting up your plan for actually carrying out these resolutions in a simple, measurable, detailed task and subtask based approach. And then reinforcing this with making things public, but then also realizing that you need to, over time, reset, start again. You always have an opportunity to modify your game plan and your approach as you go. You're on this thing. You're into these topics if they're important enough to you for life. And while there's a great opportunity to, as I said off the top of this session, to consider a brand new year as a, a unit of time that brings with it some real psychological benefit in really having a fresh approach to a fresh year, as the quotes talked about, that you have a blank page on January 1st to fill. You have to also realize that, you know, there are also that's also the case with brand new months. That's also the case with brand new weeks, as we've talked about doing our weekly planning. And you also have brand new days. So there's nothing really sacrosanct about this notion of a year, but it has significant psychological advantages because it is such a demarcation point of a whole new unit of measurement uh, of time that we can use to our advantage to further reinforce the work that we've been doing all year, if you've been listening to these podcast episodes. So those are the thoughts that I have for you for trying to make really effective New Year's resolutions. And I wanted to just also reinforce that you should feel good about what you've accomplished this year. Those of you who have been listening to this podcast series for the many months that have been making this available now have been, you know, focusing on improving yourself in the ways that we've talked about here. And you really should step back and feel good about the fact that you've been doing that. The fact that you've been following these podcast episodes and listening to them regularly. And there are many, many more of you all the time doing that. Also, remember to express gratitude, especially this time of year. Don't only think about, you know, how you want to improve into next year and all of these standard you know, things that people think about. The analysis of the topics that we've talked about that I've suggested here will also bring you to some of the topics that we've covered, like increasing your ability to express gratitude. This is also a perfect time of the year to express your appreciation to those around you. Also to express gratitude for what they have done for you and for others. So make sure to take the time to do that around now as well. And let me also express my deep appreciation and gratitude to you for your interest in this podcast series and trying to improve yourself, to take the ideas that I have prepared for you to do that. And I'd also like to request, as I usually do, that you provide any feedback you may have with regard to the overall series and the ways in which I've suggested in the past you can go to lifehabits.net, the website. You can also go to iTunes and just search for this 
podcast series in there. And you can also send email to lifehabits at gmail.com and provide feedback there as well. So I'd like to wish all of you a very happy, very prosperous, and very successful 2009 in carrying out the resolutions that you have identified for yourself based on the suggestions that I've provided here for next year. That's it for this episode and for this year. Talk to you all next time and bye for now.